So I decided not to shave. I saw for, for a while. You're looking very. Um, uh, uh, I was gonna say Paul Bunyan, but most people I guess don't know Paul Bunyan. You go Paul Bunyan. <laughs> so or you know Grizzly Adams maybe. Grizzly Adams. <laughs> I like it, dude. If, if if you grew the hair out a little bit, who's the brother in um, Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, I don't remember. What was the actor's name? Do you remember? No, I can't remember. Shoot, it'll come to me, but you should play him in the documentary. Well, uh, well hey, put a good word in for I me. I will. <laughs> but we have a lot to unpack today. We're going to be getting into uh, some interesting news stories, uh, some great advice for adults wanting to have friends. Um, there could be some cleavage involved in this episode. I don't know. Let's find out. I like friends and cleavage. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. What's going on, guys? Well, I'm in a very like. What, what you are? You're. I'm not going to stop you. We're just going to let you dance. We're going like to let it. you dance. So, listeners out there, that was Philip just breaking it down on that opening number there. And you know that Brian and <laughs> all of our listeners were looking at it, going, "Wongers, Wongers." <laughs> if you guys 100%. don't, I know. If you don't know that reference, uh, if you, you don't should, know. You don't know. You don't know. I can't help you there. Yeah, this, this uh, <laughs> We don't want to exclude anyone, but we, we kind of are. Right My wife point. didn't know. That's true. Well, we, we informed her. She did. So, we did, rather. Um, she kind of looked at me like I was crazy. Like, <laughs> well, until she saw the clip. Okay, so we have a lot to unpack this episode. We are going to be getting into a little uh, news drama. You know, a little news, a news anchor was, uh, you know. Is it news about drama or drama in the news? Drama in the news. Oh, fun. Uh, a, a, a news anchor responds to a viewer who complained about her cleavage. Oh, Ooh, I know, right? So we're going to unpack. I get those complaints all the time. I bet you do yeah, with that low-cut top that you wear. It's true. Neighbors Don't Knock uh, avid followers and, and uh, <laughs> subscribers to our YouTube channel write me all the time. Like, honestly, Phil, seriously, dude. That's like, right. And if you guys are looking to get a new, you know, want to send Phil a new tie-dye low-cut shirt, he is needing at least three or four for his for his closet and wardrobe. I'll make you so, a promise right here, right now. Any listener sends me a tie-dye, low-cut, extra large, please, shirt. <laughs> well, you can't you can't you can't say that and then say extra large. I will wear it on the show. No, I have to say extra because if I get like a small, I I'm would, not gonna I would, sit here yeah. and go Ace Ventura style. <laughs> it's like the the crop, the the crop top or whatever the little 80s half workout. Shirt. <laughs> no, no. Okay. So we're gonna unpack a little bit of the drama in the news. Uh also you know, it gets harder and harder the older you get to make some friends. So apparently there's some experts that have some advice about how to make friends as an adult as you get into your 20s, 30s, and 40s. So we're going to unpack a little bit about that, uh, a little bit of, of stuff of that. People. Yeah, exa exactly. And of course, as always, we have some great neighborly advice. But before we jump into our first topic, we do want to uh, send our hearts out to uh, the great people in the United Kingdom um, for the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, very, very sad, but not sad. Is I, I don't know if that's wrong for me to say. Wonderful, wonderful person. Um, she was a great queen, uh, did so much, but, you know, she was 96. I see what you're saying. So yeah. I, so it's, it's, it's hard, you know, it, when you have someone at that age, you just 
maybe are glad that they're not suffering if they were having, you know, um, it, it's sad to see the end of her her reign after her reign. I say her reign. <laughs> Sorry, Queen Elizabeth. Um, her reign of seventy years. I mean that that's that's a long time. The, was it now the longest monarch, right? Yeah, I think I think she served as a monarch longer than anybody in history. Yeah. seventy years is a pretty long run. It's a really long run. So now we have King Charles. Indeed, and we have King Charles. Um, Who is seventy four? Yes, so his I, his reign is not going to be quite as long. No, I, I imagine <laughs> in our lifetime, you know, God willing, knock on wood, somewhere that we live, uh, you know, longer than a, another decade or two. But I imagine we'll see a, another coronation. Yes, well, uh, most likely William, indeed, who is up next. Um, but yeah, just our, our hearts go out uh, and just you know, lots of love and you know, I, I think that's it's incredible that what she's done and uh, you know, I, I really can't say much except for. I think it, it, it was sad, but I th it's really interesting to see all of this play out because, again, like you said, we've never seen a coronation or anything like this. So it's really going to be kind of interesting to yeah, me. Yeah, indeed. I think it's so cool, too, because we happen to have a monarch in this situation that for 70 years seems to have genuinely tried to be a very good person and do very good things and, and honestly love her her country and, and the countries that fall under um, the now UK. Yeah, it very easily could have been a story of complete tyranny. It could have been 70 years of, of oppression and hell, right? So <laughs> well, it's, yeah, hopefully not. But hopefully neat. that, yeah, I, I agree with to you. Be able to, to be able to tell that, right? To be able to tell the tale of you here's know, a wonderful woman who really loved her people and loved... I never met Queen Elizabeth. Really? No. Did oh, you, have you? Have you? <laughs> oh, we used to have gin all the time. <laughs> did you? No. <laughs> no, but I, I did meet Charles, uh, King Charles now. I was going to say Prince Charles, but I, I, I have met... Uh, I didn't say I got to shake his hand or anything but we were vacationing and they were staying in the same hotel camilla and him were staying in the same hotel and it was really kind of cool because we got to see him walk past us a bunch of times That's very cool. um we we're he was driving in the car windows down he waved at me you know so and and i know it was at me but we say because we were the only ones there, so that's how I know it was me. Before it wasn't like it was a crowd, and he's just waving. I'm like, he oh, waved, he waved at me. That was at me. Brian Chambers <laughs> in the crowd. Hello, Brian. <laughs> oh, hey, Prince. <laughs> so no, we were the only ones. We're What's watching. up, Chuck? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? But you know, it was really cool. But it was also kind of annoying at one point because they were doing an official visit while we mm. were there traveling, and so their entourage was everywhere. So I, I don't know. It was really kind of cool, but you know, now we say I can say I met the king. It's very cool. Or he waved to me. And that's all right. Yeah. Well, uh, again, you know, our hearts do go out to all the people that are mourning the death of Queen Elizabeth, and I think that it's a it's a pretty remarkable thing for us to live through. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm happy to be part of this moment in history as a spectator. All right. So, so cheers, uh, to the king. cheers, and here's to the king. All right. So this first segment, we're going to talk about this new story. Uh, I, I came across this on today.com. Oh, perusing today.com. <laughs> I was perusing today.com. Oh, wow, how very in touch of you. That's I know, right? right? Um, so you are actually a middle-aged American woman, basically. Uh, well, you know, I have to find out what's going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this news anchor, okay, has, you know... Public figures receive lots of criticism all the time. Indeed, hate mail and praise. Yes, exactly. It, it comes on from both. I was gonna say uh, from both sides. Isn't you know? there a thing where celebs read like mean tweets out to? Yeah, yeah I think it's. I don't know. It's one of the the late shows or something okay. like that that they do a little a segment or bit and they just read mean tweets as kind of a joke. Um, but sadly, there are people that tweet out horrible things and things like that. First of all, let me just say this. 
you know, take a step back from Twitter. I mean, really, you can take a, a break from Twitter from from throwing out that mean comment. Really? Why? Why? I don't know. Anyway. I take a break from Twitter every day. <laughs> I know you do. Okay. So this is up in uh, Vancouver, okay, the area, or in Canada. Um, yeah. <laughs> or or in Canada. <laughs> Technically known as an area. An area, right? Um, I was, I was going to say it, in Canada, but yeah, it's uh, Vancouver area. It's cold, eh? It is. Okay, so... The, earlier this week, this reporter received an email from a person who identified themselves as the Vancouver Island Cleavage Patrol. <laughs> I'm going to put I, that. It's in quotes. Really? It's in quotes. The Vancouver Island Cleavage Patrol. Brian, can That's I in please, quotes. can I please, 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 may I please be the Neighbors Don't Knock Cleavage Patrol? Can I, <laughs> can I be that division? Guys, can I? I, I would love it. <laughs> My word. Let me know. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about your first... Do, like order a business. Well, when I get my tie dye low cut shirt, they might come after there me. There you go. So exactly. I need to know. You will then now officially be the you know poofs of chest hair. <laughs> um, okay, so this this woman was watching the news, and this news anchor had on a, a white, like it it wasn't. We're not talking a low cut shirt to the like belly button here. You know, we're, we're talking. It, it looks normal to me. I mean, you know, so like this is the shirt that United Airlines would let you stay on the plane I, wearing. I I don't imagine United would be part of their uniform. I feel like they would probably be a no, little. No, not the not the flight attendants, not the flight crew. I mean, <laughs> oh. as a passenger, because you know United. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. kick people off all the time for inappropriate clothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be. I mean, this is this is an appropriate appropriate. Top. Yeah, I, I don't find honestly anything that wrong with the top. Looking at a picture of it, um, and. To me, it, it didn't scream, but, you know, it, it's crazy that women have breasts. Oh. They do? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Newsflash. So did you not know that? those things. Oh, my gosh. gosh. You know, heaven forbid that they uh, show any version of that. Okay, so what are we talking? Are we talking like a quarter inch of cleavage, a half inch of cleavage, an inch of cleavage? I, like just, I, I, I don't know if it's... I don't, I, it's a wee bit. Yeah, it's just a wee bit. A scotch. Yes. A it's, it's scotch. Like a scotch. So just, scotch of cleavage. And she's got a necklace on and everything in the picture. And, you know, it's this white shirt. Anyway, I, I wouldn't have gone this far as this, this uh, listener or viewer did. Well, he is the cleavage patrol. <laughs> well, so this is what was said, okay? So this was what was sent into the to the news anchor. Hit me. And uh, quote, too much cleavage can break your news story. Don't let it happen to you. And then they go on to, wrote, to write, attached are two photos, what you think we see and what we actually see. Dress appropriately it was hard work to get there. And quote. I, I like that I, the Vancouver cleavage. <laughs> yeah, if you can say that. Me. Yeah. I like that the Vancouver cleavage patrol actually used the editorial we in their personal opinion. I, I know, right? This is what we, we see. Yeah, exactly. No, like, pretty who, sure, pal, who this is, is what you who see. Who is we? Exactly. Yeah. And, and the two pictures are like night and day different. I, I mean, like one is cut down. You know, mid chest, like below, and we're gonna have a link below, up in the description. Yeah, the we'll put a link so up to this. this. It's just really ridiculous, and, and I'm just like, so one is like, let me guess, like cold nipples. Yeah, 
A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a little thin shirt, something like that. Yeah. Nice. And I'm just like, that is not what this woman is wearing. No, and Vancouver Cleavage Patrol, I know what you're looking at in your spare time. You just have this stock photo lying around that you yeah, can Yeah, I, I know, right, or just yeah. what, found it or whatever. Um, you know, and normally what, what she says, uh, the, the, uh, the anchor actually said, was that she takes or takes criticism or deals with it privately. But for the... Or I guess one of the few times she went public with this. Oh, she came out swinging. And cool. she came out swinging. What'd you say? And this was the quote that she said. Um, the, this screenshot was sent to me and my colleagues in an attempt to shame and police my body. Well, I'm taking my power back. She goes on to say, to the nameless computer warriors who try to reduce women into an outfit or a body part, this generation of women doesn't stand for harassment, end quote. So she was taking the power back, Philip. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm kind of curious. What do, what do you think about that? Now, and and obviously this was, um, to me, a little bit more of an extreme. But, and based on this photo, what I would say, but do you feel, I mean, dress code, we've talked about dress code before. Okay, so, okay. So having not read this whole thing, my, my initial response is, Anybody who feels like they're being body shamed or being put down inappropriately should, of course, um, not allow that to happen. And and if this news anchor thinks that responding publicly is a way to not allow that to happen, then kudos to her. I'll, I'll give that respect for sure. Well, that's controlling the narrative, of course. I mean, that, yeah. and, and any any public figure, that's why you respond, right? Because you don't want people just. Because you're going to have trolls or random people right, that so are out there. Of it. That makes sense. Exactly. So you want to at least, if you want to have any version of coming out looking uh, supportive, like you're right, you have to you have to put something out there. Yeah, that makes sense. But what, but what I don't like about the language choice, though, especially for a, for a journalist who their job is language. What I what I don't I shouldn't say I don't like about it, but what strikes me about her response is she's taking the power back. Why give the power up in the first place? Like, why let these internet trolls have power over you or anybody else? I almost feel like by saying you're taking the power back, you're acknowledging this troll has power. Well, I mean, And that seems dangerous to me. Well, I mean, well, it's the mob, you know. And, right. and but they anytime... should be powerless. Like, we give the mob power. Well, exactly. I mean, right? that, and that's... I mean that that's a given, but and maybe she's referring to the fact that um, the the outcry or the the criticism that they're they're publicly putting out there, maybe her response by saying that I don't normally respond publicly, that's me taking the power back. Maybe that and, and again, it's it's hard. You know, that's the thing about social media. Sometimes when you put so much out there, just with words can be taken. You can take one word. I mean, example, the word yes, and you can say it three or four different ways, and it can mean a completely different thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, yeah, it's really hard sometimes to <laughs> base things off of tweets and Instagram and things like that, you know, especially now when a lot of public figures, it, it is actually common now to have an official tweet or an official Instagram post that comes out, and that is your word. You, yeah, it's you know scary. it's it's it is a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little scary. And, and honestly, who am I? I mean, I'm a, a middle aged white dude who grew up in America. I mean, I, I I have not lived a life of being body shamed or or dealing with cat callers or anything like that. So I imagine I have. I have. I've been body shamed before. You, I, 
But to that extent, where you have not like that, a random not, person writing you about not like, random. What you're it wearing. was it was a, a critic and and you know a, a review of a show. And review a show. Yeah, okay. and that, yeah. I, I you know people are people are assholes, right? And they're out there. But you know, I, I hesitate to to go too down the rabbit hole of commenting on this too much, though, just because like I am pretty privileged in in my just nature of being. Right. I don't have to deal with this a lot, but but I will say that. To your point about like how scary things like Twitter are, and that we have to respond like officially in Twitter and things yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. We we collectively, this is the royal we, right? We collectively give all of this stuff all of its power. Twitter only has meaning because we're looking at it and 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 like letting it influence our lives, right? So so I would hope that anybody who gets you know mean tweeted about would at least be able to sit back and say. What kind of loser is like <laughs> writing from their mom's basement about my cleavage? Who has the time to do that? Like, why? It's it just, it, well, I don't know. I mean, you put a good point out there, but l- let me ask you this. Do you think, and not, not going from this specific instance, but do you feel that public personalities should be wearing something more, like in, in something like the news, which, which, tends to you when you think about it feels a little more like a conservative type of atmosphere i got i got myself I, i'm just kind of curious or you don't you don't care you think they should have open reign like wear what you want express yourself i got myself into a lot of trouble with this uh in the past couple of years and, and some of you might remember this actually who are listening to the show but i actually made a comment once during an award show a celebrity award show about how people are are chest thumping that they need to be respected treated equally treated as you know an artist and not a sexual object but yet when we go out to things like these award shows we wear extraordinarily i say we right provocative clothing clothing that's meant to really push the envelope of what is you know sex appeal what is attractiveness what's appropriate for an award ceremony what's conservative what's not conservative I got so much. I got so much pushback. Right? I, I, I got mean tweeted. I did. I put it on social media, and and I was, you know, I was called like victim shamer, and and how dare you? And oh, was she should be raped because what she was wearing? I'm like, oh my god, I wasn't saying anything like that. It was wow. It was very passionate. wow. That that is that, that that's so, a heavy. Yeah. So it definitely told me that a lot of people are, are are justifiably, I think, very passionate about this issue, especially people that feel that they have been repressed and not free to express themselves and whatever they want to wear. But of course, there's a lot. The question just becomes, where is the line, and and how how often does it change? Does it change just with generation? Does it change with season? Does it change with? Yeah, you know, I mean, the goalpost is always moving. Indeed, it, it, right. it tends to always be. But moving. yeah, I think that any rational people can collectively say, like, yes, there's a line, right? The whole ideal, I should say, that some people have about like no censorship ever is nonsense. We we have to draw a line. Okay, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of curious. To me, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm more or less if but again, you, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna express yourself, express yourself. Now, do I want to see you know someone practically topless? No, but there's your line. You know, right? but, but so I, I guess my line can go a little bit right. farther. Nudity I, is your line. <laughs> you I, I, I think <laughs> if a woman wants to you know wear something that you know makes her look good or makes her feel good, kind of like the same thing with a guy. Who am I to to, to criticize that? Um, 
but yeah, I agree with you. There is a line. I guess our mind line is a little bit different. Yeah, everyone's line's gonna be different. So, and, and that and that's the trick, right? I think as as producers of these shows, I mean, obviously we we do have firm censorship. I'm sure Canada does as well um, about what is acceptable for a public broadcast and what's not. So there's always gonna be and I guess the maybe, legal line. Yeah, I about to say maybe that might be interesting. Uh, you know, certain countries do have a, a different standard for for things. But can you imagine the the Vancouver Cleavage Patrol? Can you imagine them watching any Latin American newscast? I, I would like to. We mean, or European. I even? think we mean to dive into the Vancouver Cleavage Patrol. And find out how legit that is. I want to know who they are. You want to be a guest in the show? Come on. I'll interview you, I mean, Vancouver how did Cleavage you, Patrol. And Come how on, did neighbors, you get, don't knock. What do you do on a daily basis? And how did you get started? What do they just walk around and just, you, you know, it's weird, like right? handing out sweaters is like, put yeah, something on, you know? Super, super strange. And, and I will say that, I, I, I will say that um, every culture is going to be a bit different about this. And, you know, I, I feel bad for this news anchor. I applaud her for saying something. Um, my only caution, again, would be to circle back on it here, is just be careful what you give power to by saying that you're taking power back because that implies that they had power in the first place and they should not have. Yeah, I, I still think that I, uh, I'm i with you. I applaud that, but I, I still think that she had to say something to control that narrative. And I, I, I honestly, I we don't have that perception of that level of, uh, of you know experience in the media um the spotlight's not that isn't bright on us like right. it is someone like that and so i, I think it's really important that you do res calculate how you respond but you do have to respond i mean it's just how it is and so i i don't i don't wrong her at all but uh, you know what do you guys think i i mean <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a hot topic. Or I mean, anything, it's you know? not, I, I'm really kind of curious about this. I mean, do you, I doubt that our listeners have any opinion on this whatsoever. Maybe not, but I mean, what do, what do you? Again, Philip's still waiting for his low cut tea, um, tie dye, might I add? Extra uh, large, exactly. <laughs> but we're gonna take a quick break with a word from our sponsor. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. Uh, to learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdon'tknock.com. Okay, let's get into our second segment. Ooh. Ooh, I know our second segment is Tickle Me Elmo. Uh, <laughs> no, that's is that Elmo that right? No. I think so. I thought it was the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> there, that that's one? better. Yeah. That's better. Yeah, yeah. As is the yeah, like I was thinking the Pillsbury Doughboy when they poke his little stomach. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I was doing, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so our second segment is actually a really relevant one for us, which is really kind of great. Um, how to make friends. That's being totally ir irrelevant for us. That's a, <laughs> Not yeah. irrelevant. It's relevant. Yeah, it's relevant. It's Good. relevant. I yeah. Like it. Okay. How to make friends as an adult, according to the experts, as you get into your 20s, 30s, and 40s. Okay. So I think this is one that everyone should honestly look at every now and then and kind of, uh, you know, decide what they want to do. You're doing like a little social life checkup? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's I, like I, a, it's like an exam. 
but <laughs> the emotional exam, right? All the testes. It, yeah. Is that how you do your emotional exams? Well, typically, yeah. <laughs> wow, remind me never to do. <laughs> shake on it? <laughs> no, I don't want to shake your hand now. <laughs> Not after you. You just it just sounded like you did an emotional exam right like right the, over like there. The visual. I saw that hand disappear under the table. I don't know. I want to know why. Whoa. <laughs> okay, so there are ways, according to experts, uh, that you can do things to help yourself continue to make friends as you get older. Now I can't stop. I, I know you can't stop. Um, first of all, do you have any tricks of the trade? Because uh, <laughs> is it, is it, <laughs> I want to throw that out there. I'm dying. I know, I know, right? But is is it harder? I mean, honestly, do you think it's harder to make friends the older you get, or is it easier? I have, I have what can be considered both uh, an extreme advantage in this situation, as well as potentially a disadvantage, depending on who you're talking to or what day of the week it is. My wife is extraordinarily gregarious and social and way extroverted. So she makes it a point to meet people all the time. All the time. I mean, she seeks people out. She's literally like actively networking on social media and walking up to people in restaurants and being, I love what you're wearing. What's your name? And next thing I know, they're like at our house for dinner. So do I actively do little social checkups for myself? Probably not as much as I should because well, I wind we're going to find out. Well, yeah, I wind up meeting <laughs> um, most of my friends via my wife. That can work out really, really well. In our case, for example, it worked out really well. Here we are. That's true. Well, well let's dissect that. I hear what you're saying, and I, I, I think that can be an advantage because my, my wife's not quite the same. So I'm typically the more social one and having to do things. But doesn't really speak to you, though. Because no. You, you know what I mean? Like, like it makes it – you're right. We met because we I was invited, but I don't – it wasn't your wife though that was the reason that we were became friends. You, you, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, it just sort of opened the door for us to. As, as much as I love her me. to death, and and it was, she's wonderful, and and is always gracious to have me over. I, you know, I I remember that it was it was a connection or something that we had that we decided that oh this is going to work out as friendship. You know. Yeah, and I think that speaking about my personal experience and, and my personal situation. I would have a very hard time meeting adult friends if hmm. it weren't for Elena because, honestly, other than Neighbors Don't Knock and the wonderful guests that we've had in the show and the wonderful people we've met throughout the podcasting and YouTube content creation communities, I don't really have a very social existence in terms of career or hobbies. My main form of exercise is running it's a it's usually a very solo hobby i'm not into big running groups because my schedule is all over the board so i can't yeah really so you commit. just do it by yourself yeah indeed um my job it is a social field because i'm in kind of a, a a sales ish type job in the oil and gas industry but you socialize with sort of the same people over and over again it's a it's a fairly tunnel vision well group. And, and and this is just me speaking you know Gas prices are not always the most exciting topic of conversation to go for very long. <laughs> it's a little different than that. I, I well, no, I get it. I understand when there's money involved, yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. a difference. But... all lubrication tends to help. <laughs> but, but no. Keep those hands where I can see them. Indeed. You, you, you wind up sort of with the same um, 
small group of colleagues in terms of socialization there. And I work for a small company. So for me, it, it's not really a lifestyle that lends itself to meeting a wide variety of new people. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for this, this show and for the opportunities that Neighbors Don't Knock has brought to me in that regard. What about you, though? So in, in the acting community, do you find that that's... It's it's really interesting that you that uh, to think about this actually because you work with a lot of people and yes you're friends with so many people and but how close are you really mm -hmm. it's it's more you know we work together we are friends we see each other we say hi we'll talk but the majority of people that you're working with you're not going and hanging out with them all the time now that's not always the case there are people that are very, very close with the people they work with in the theater and things like that. And I do have a couple people that I'm very close with that I, I do see. But at the same time, the hardest part about working in the entertainment field, and, and theater specifically, is that you're always working. So when do you have time? Yeah. You know, and if you have a significant other, you know, or another person that, that you want to spend time with, uh, then you're spending that with them. I can see that. You know what I mean? So you're not really getting a lot of time to, to hang out, and you're thrown into situations where you have to be social, whether you want to or not. You know, you might, you're playing a part on a show that you have to love this person, or you're playing a part where you have to hate that person. You really actually really like them, you know? So you have all kinds of things like that thrown at you, but it's 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 a little different. It, you know, it's, it's like you, like, it's kind of like you're, that's why they say theater's family, because you're all pretty close in family, but if we were to say, you know, the closest friends that I have, um, it's definitely not going to be the majority of people who I, who I work with. I can see that. But you and I fall into that weird bracket because we're in our late 30s, early 40s, depending on uh, which way you want to flip these tables. And with that comes, you know... A few more weeks. I got a few more weeks. I know you do. <laughs> like, I with appreciate that, you put that out there. <laughs> with, with that comes, you know, you're not really like, hanging out with the bar flies anymore, right? You no, don't have those no, no, friends no. of convenience anymore. Because there are a lot of people that for a, a significant portion of my young adult life, I would have called pretty good friends. But then sort of as your... Well, it's the same thing with like high school. Like you you have your high school friends too that I'm you're... talking sort of post-college age, like, like but the then, early 20s, mid-20s. Well, I'm same example though, but like as you move, right? So when you are in college, it's like you're, you're kind of a mix with that high school and then the college crowd. And then as you get, it's kind of like the college crowd that you're a lot closer with because now you have more... Yeah, you experience. really realize that friendships are convenient. Uh, friendships of convenience, forgive me, are a real thing. <laughs> they, they're they are convenient. They're, they're healthy. They're healthy. Well, it's, it, but, if if you can manage to, to, to but have it's, them, but it's, it's not to dismiss that experience in life. It's just that as life gets busier, as you start, you know, like you said, you're working all the time. You naturally, I think, become. You feel like people become more independent. I do think that people become a little bit more independent, but I worry that because um, of the very nature of why this article had to be written, I worry that with that independence for a lot of people comes loneliness. Yeah, and I think that's what the experts and people are, are saying as far as health reasons, um, that, that you need to, it is important to have friends and people and relationships in your life. Um, and they said that according to this article, that it is, and according also to the experts and, uh, you know, and, and research that you should have three to five friends. And they, they say that a healthy, someone who is very that's, healthy. That's pretty narrow. Has three to five friends. Wow. Well, I would ask you, what do you think, in your opinion, is the reason that people struggle with friendships? Now, we alluded to a few things 
Uh, but as they get older, what are what are the the pitfalls in your opinion that that people struggle or that we that you've struggled with? You know, and us. I I can say I, I can make an assumption, and I can say from personal experience that I think that one of the biggest problems as we get older is that insecurities that we like to believe are limited to sort of like high school age or college age, or maybe even elementary school. Um, I think as an adult, these insecurities start to creep back up. You start to really wonder, am I interesting enough? Right. Because you do wind up in these pitfalls of talking about what you do for a living, what your workout routine is, maybe what pills you're taking for your health, whatever it is. A striking conversation. I totally right. <laughs> but I, I do think that these these things can kind of give strength and and uh, and teeth to insecurities that pop up. And I think that holds people back from meeting new people. I, I can I can see that. For for me, I guess I, I would think that one of the bigger things to me that that hold people back in creating and finding new friendships or strengthening current friendships is that they're hanging on to um, a lot more of the past. Oh, fair enough. Y- you know what I mean? That, like that's, a pe- very, that's a very good point. You know, the people that hang on to so much in the past and it's, it's like life is going forward. But okay, according to this article though, yeah, what do the experts have to say? They do have a couple things that you can do okay, for you listeners and those that if you find yourself struggling as you get older, to uh, maintain friendships with people or to, or you're looking for new friendships because you've just gone different directions. That's It's life. That happens, right? Um, I have some many good people in my life that I have been friends with over the years that we don't really talk anymore because we've gone different directions and our lives take us that, took us that way. So it's uh, perfectly normal. Um, but here's one. Strike up a conversation with five new people a day. It's a strategy that you can That's do. That's a lot. That is a lot. But it not we're not saying that the conversation has to be deep, meaningful, life-altering, hour-long conversations. A conversation could be, you know, two minutes. I mean, that I mean, that's Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's I, I don't know. It I for me that is a very easy thing to do. I, I know me, that's harder for you. It reminds me of situations I find myself in day to day. Like we have a local CVS right around the corner in our, our little neighborhood here. And some of the people that work at CVS, most of them have been there for ever since I've lived in the neighborhood. They've been there for a long time. And, and some of them I really enjoy speaking with. And I have little conversations. And some of them I kind of do the little like aisle dance when I see them working. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk to that person. So I sort of, oh, I'll, I'll check myself out. Thanks. You know, Apple page, email, <laughs> email the receipt. I'm like out the door. Okay. Here's another one that they say, create new experiences. Okay. Oh, come on. That's kind of a cop out BS statement. Uh, like, of course, creating new experiences would lead. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, by a new experience, like going, like speaking, like going to a class, Trying something new, um, you know, attending an event that maybe you have seen or you want to to go to, um, right. like the Houston Low Cut Tie Dye Shirt Club. There you go. Exactly. You 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 might have a couple new friends before this segment is over. So, <laughs> so I mean, there's there's lots of different ways. Another like I mentioned this one earlier, um, you know, by with conversation, meeting people, volunteering. I mean, volunteering for things, that, that's a great way to try something new. You get to, you're choosing to do something and hopefully <laughs> volunteering for something you want and to do and support. 
and and that's what the other people there are volunteering to do. Yeah. So you kind of have a little bit of a similar. Speaking of like, law of footing. averages, I would say that one would be kind of in your favor because if you're all there volunteering to do something, volunteering your time, then it's probably going to have a pretty positive vibe. Coming yeah. From everybody. Well, again, any new event or social thing you're going to do, if you're doing it, hopefully everyone is there for this, you know, because they want to. So so that's I I, I can see why. Right. The new experiences thing right. plays the, on. The dude that's at Habitat for Humanity building the house is only there for the free popcorn. Avoid yeah. that dude. Yeah, but exactly. Those holding the hammers, <laughs> new friends waiting yeah. waiting to be found. Okay. All right. So another one is, you know, connect with old friends from the past is what they said. Um, and I... I There's a line. There's a line on this. It's a fine line. Mm, you know, I, I agree, but I will say there's a perfect example here on Neighbors Don't Knock. Uh, connecting with an old friend that that came actually out, uh, which was really great. Uh, we had a guest on the show, Armin Williams, who I was friends with in college. And we happened to connect through social media and, you know, like following and things like that. And, and I reached out to him and connected as an old friend and he came on the show and, you know, now we're chatting. And it, I mean, it's, it's now, I, I think it's just a great thing. I, it was kind of part of it a little coincidence uh you know but there's no such thing as coincidence but i firmly you, I, believe yeah well we'll tell i firmly I, believe that the idea of coincidence is just a lack of imagination and on before we get to the end of the show i'm going to share a story of our friendship about something of coincidence uh for our listeners at the end of the show <laughs> not coincidence <laughs> okay so I, I i think that's great um do you have any old friends that you would connect with that you i do haven't? I, I, I do actually there are quite a few people out there that i should do you have with. room for apparently your list of friends is really big according to mine okay, <laughs> that one in. no no I, I think that they would feel the same way because this goes two ways they're not calling me either right but the, the, i think that life just generally gets in the way and a lot of people are geographically way far away yeah um, I, i'm a caller I, I actually love to call people and catch up and i'd rather talk to them than send them an email or or a text so or I something. would much rather I'd I would also much rather talk on the phone than do texting or emailing or anything like that. I think it's just there you go. There's my my personal little tidbit of the day is the old guy in the room. I guess you are too now. Welcome to the club. You know, reach out and call. Not not, not quite yet, but Vo voice to voice <laughs> is just nicer. Yeah, I agree. But I will say that for me, I much much prefer just sitting down. I don't I don't know why. I don't know why it is that for me sitting at a table with somebody is 10 times the experience than being on the phone with them even if it's the exact same conversation. So, yes, there are people from my past that I should reach out to and if you're watching or listening, I love you all, miss you. Drop me a line, I'll try to drop you a line, but there I would much rather sit down, break bread and just have that sort yeah. of yeah, face-to-face yeah, yeah. No, -face interaction. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. I, I, I agree on that one. But, you know, for you guys, check that out. Uh, reach out to old friends of someone you haven't talked to in a while mm -hmm. just, just to see how they're doing. You never you never know. And and I guess I should put this out there. Um, in my opinion, and, of course, according to the experts, just because you reach out to an old friend doesn't instantly mean that the connection— Your besties again. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so, I mean— if, Yeah, that's hard. I, I've, I had mean, to, I've had to deal with that emotionally, actually, you know— Sometimes people hold on to things. Sometimes, like if you guys had a rough, a rough separation of friendship, it, it may not be healed yet, or they may have completely moved on for you. And like, okay, dude, yeah, you just might not have a lot of common. Exactly, mean, it, it happens. It's hard. It's hard to wrap your head around that when it does happen to you. But it definitely does happen, and it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. All right. So I only have. I want to go through uh, two more. Um, 
Uh, one that I find very interesting that they brought up was work on your body language. Like, and, like my posture? Because it's pretty bad. Well, I mean, Sorry, so is mine. Me. I know, right? My wife says that all the time. My posture is so bad. I'm like lurch. Um, but uh. no, it, it mentioned things, uh, you know, conveying warmth and emotion and through your actions and interacting with new friends, being expressive with your hands, nodding your head and just like you're doing and speak with interest. <laughs> I'm bad about this. And, and you, you, I'm sure, have noticed being that you're a trained actor and you watch people and their behavior. I am so bad about like having my cell phone in my hand when I'm sitting down with somebody I care about. I was doing that's a whole tonight. that's a whole different issue actually. It's awful, right? The, the but, cell phone but it's thing. body language, you know. It, it I mean, is. It yeah, is. Yeah, and I, I don't mean to do it. it. It's a terrible habit. I'm I'm actually actively trying to break it because I recognize when we were sitting down before the show, I was doing it too. I was like, on oh, my phone. I, I recognize how dismissive that can seem. And I, I certainly don't mean it to be. Well, yeah. I mean, if someone's trying to talk to you and you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right, you're right. right. <laughs> Even if you're actually <laughs> absorbing everything they're saying, it can just feel really nasty. So the same it thing can't read your mind. I cross my arms a lot. Yeah, I, I, that's cl a bad cl closes one. your body off yeah. instead of being open. So, so I'm, try I'm trying to show more of my nipple to my friends. Brian just kind of put I the I thought it was the low and... cut. <laughs> the, the chest hair. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, body language is a big thing. And just in general, when you're being cordial to people as well, whether you're friends with them or not, it, it speaks volumes. So, that that's one thing that you can work on the body language if you're one of those people. Um, one more that I, I will say, there's a couple that I, I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't agree with, but I, wasn't necessarily a go-to, but this one I thought was really great. Think outside the box. Um, you know, look to be forming new relationships with neighbors, you know, classmates, coworkers, no matter how different you are from them. I think thinking outside the box and taking a chance of, of starting a conversation with somebody that you don't think you would be friends with or someone that is like, well, that's not really someone I see myself hanging out with, you never know. Indeed. Yeah, so I think thinking outside the box can be a great way to make new friends. And and nothing else, you learn something from somebody, you know, or, or heaven forbid, you're just like, you go on with your life. It didn't happen, people. Yeah. You know, I, I will say this, though. In my... I'll bring my marriage again as an example for this. So my wife is the very think outside the box, very like say yes, try anything once kind of personality. I'm the very cautious sort of step back reserve. Well, what if this goes sideways in this way kind of personality? And I think that somewhere in the middle is a good place to be because yes, I think people should think outside the box. And if you find yourself limited in your social interactions and limited in your number of friends and, and dealing with loneliness, because you're not putting yourself in more situations that you normally wouldn't be in, sure, I agree, go for it. But let's not be like Jim Carrey in in like Yes Man, right? This is, this is <laughs> not just say, just say yes to everything. Yeah, this, this, this is not a yes day. This is not to say that like there are dangers out there, and I think that especially in the world of social media and all these online. Oh platforms. no, I, I I agree with you. The the other thing I, I would also put out there. There's some creepers out there, pal. No, I I believe it i believe it um but also i know anxiety can sit in and 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 doing something like that i mean someone obviously has to make a first move yeah you, you know it's not it's it's not it's not a movie where you look across the room and they just make eye contact you're like we're best friends <laughs> you know what i mean but so some, someone actually has to approach or say something right and someone with a lot of anxiety 
it's that's going to be difficult for them. So I totally understand. So putting yourself in a familiar place, even if you're thinking outside the box, can also help. Uh, so anyway, it, the question to you guys, um, do you think that this is a list of, of healthy things or do you have a suggestion for ways to make friends as we get older? Is it harder? Is it easier? I mean, what do you guys think? Let us know. Leave a comment. Um, you know, I personally, to answer this question, to wrap this segment up, I think it is harder the older you get. I agree. I, I, I really do. I have to. I, I was leaning towards easier, to be honest. But the more I think about it and the more I look at what's going on and as I get older, I think it is harder. I think it is harder. I mean, it, that that's just my opinion. Yeah, you're no longer 22 years old, can drop down in any city and meet like 50 people in yeah. a week, right? I know, right? Yeah, And you have a lot more particulars about how you do things in your life. That's, so. oh, that's a so, big problem. You're right. Well, I know. To, to so. be continued for another episode. I know, right? right? So anyway, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below. And with that, it brings us into our final segment, one of our favorite segments of the show. Our neighborly advice. Oh, I love this segment. I really do. Yeah, it's great. And this week's neighborly advice is very practical. It really is. And it's simple. Drop the knowledge. Don't make assumptions. That's a good one. Don't make assumptions. Okay? If you aren't informed, how can you offer your opinions? If you don't know what you're talking about, how, how can So don't make assumptions that you know what someone's going through. You know what something is. You know, that I mean, that's just plain and simple. It's okay to ask or say, I don't know. It really is. I think it's changed my world. Really? Yeah. Hey, that's what we, that's what we do on neighborly advice. I have a couple of neighbors segment. I may have been making assumptions about recently. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put the brakes on a little oh, bit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Pump okay. The brakes. Now I I mean, can you absolutely judge people? Yes, you can. Should you? You're, you're Probably right not, but, but you, you you're absolutely darn can't. Tootin'. <laughs> so anyway, that's our neighborly advice and that's all I got for, for that I segment. Think, I, I think it was that's great. Good advice. That was great. Um, you know, we are excited as we continue this season five of great guests, great neighbors coming by, um, and and great banter and relevant conversations. So if you guys want to subscribe to the show, we would appreciate it. Go ahead right now. Hit that subscribe button and the little bell so you can get notifications when we have new video, new content that pops up. Um, follow us on social media. We are dropping new episodes every Friday. Indeed. And you have our email address. You can comment on any of our social media, our YouTube page. But also, don't forget to look us up on Pod Inbox. You can check us out at podinbox.com slash neighbors don't knock. And you can leave audio messages right for the show. They might even make it onto the show. Yeah, you never know. We do have one or two that have come into our box. So you never know. We, they could be hearing those yep little tidbits on well i think that we have got to the end and we are ready to wrap this one up but make sure you guys check out new episodes every friday we got a great guest coming in next week yeah, we great really neighbor do. it's gonna be awesome not gonna want to miss it and be sure to look at our youtube page we have more and more video dropping all yeah the time. it's exciting exciting so we're gonna catch you guys next week so peace out <laughs>